Have you got Eastern Burwood Ales? Have you got Ringwood Ringwood Slims? New Start. Episode 4. Justice Circuit. Well, well, well. <laughs> Talk about a Texan takeover. I mean, I'll tell you what. The cream of the real cops is here. And he's got his henchmen, right? Not Hitler's, but Himmler and Funky Rats. A man of standover men standing over the street scum and untrustworthy residents. Oh, me and my new hunky cowboy posse were out vigilanteizing it up to the Nike Air Max. That means a lot if you don't understand street slang. We were vandalising vendoling machines and everything, and I'd sent bloody Wittishin and Cold Iron on Woo's leave so these real men could step out and clean the streets with me. We divided up the local neighbourhoods and would given ourselves the job of looking after the place, in quotation marks, in loose terms. Now, in order to do this effectively in the right way, we wrote a 400-page brief manifesto. Now, I won't go into the content uh, post page four because it's largely just quotes from Albie Mangles and DeFreeze Sprout and Jive. But we'd just seen the LA riots a few months back. We didn't want to repeat of that in our streets. I mean, talk about it, more madness in America, hey? Do you reckon? Only in America, isn't it? You reckon? Oh, yeah. Oh, so here's a brief, detailed, but high-leveled view of what we're about. Our mission, clean the streets of scum. Caveat, this may include a large number of innocent scum. Task, patrolling, roughing up idiots, projecting businesses for a small fee, citizens arrest, followed by judgment and swift punishments, which they wholeheartedly respect and deserve happily, uh, we all have different zones. Mine goes from Orwin to Road to Elga. My patrols include the following. Borwin Mackers. I pretty much just sit and eat and watch the criminal masterminds at work, feeding their children El Mako burgers. The Beat Dunnies between Mackers and Borwin Library, which I will note is a breeding ground for disease and illegal activity, and I hate illegal activity. Yabat Avenue Tennis Club Pinball Room, preventing young punts from rooting the machine to get free games of Defender and Logger's Run. Beckett Park, a sinister place where yuppies go and think illegally, where a corrupt primary school teacher lives in a yuppie mansion, full deserving of getting his letterbox blown up by local punks and Tom Fulligans. Hmm, what else? Uh, patrol locations, marijuana gardens, local stoners stealing plants for their own stash. That's pretty much what that boils down to. Baldwin Circle K. Gangbangers hanging out the front looking for trouble. They could be the next LA riot. Harry Heath. Massive amount of shoplifting of dog food and legal dog meat. Also known for selling non-approved, non-government approved dog sneakers and sports shoes. 
Surrey Hills tram terminus. The video store in Milk Bar is literally littered with crims in blue flannel shirts who've just held just up the state, state bank. The Marunda Motel, of course, I've been sleeping there as part of the protection bill. Well, they love it because I also hide Cold Iron's pink Cadillac. Dunlow Avenue Hellhole, a wasted hinterland of boring businesses where you'd see DB Cooper style characters. Now, look, I've got to agree with those American 1970s lefty idiots on one of the few occasions I agree with them. The educated, wealthy white person is the entire cause of evil in the world. They deserve to be persecuted. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. We all know that. We know it the moment we're born. It's intuitive. So I started a quiet Sunday afternoon with a strawberry milkshake that I was sipping in bored McDonoodles. I effortlessly, sleevesly, did a huge standstill on a couple of skaters. I'd been attending gymnastics lessons from a young age, and so I was able to execute excellent standstills. These skaters couldn't believe the way I was demonstrating the dangers of buying a rear-wheel drive. All of a sudden, Clapham Boy, as they call him, he sprinted out, screaming at me, threatening to call the police, law enforcement. What do you think I did? Another burnout on his sweater. And then threatened him that I'd do that out the front of his house if he wasn't careful, every night for six months, regardless of whether he chased me in his boxes through the cool night air, regardless of whether hot, cold, rain, hail or shine. As I was leaving, I got Fuzzburn to look to coolly chuck a tear gas grenade in those animal toilets between the golden arches and the nerd library. Well, we just sat and laughed, as there you saw all sorts of people scrambling off back into their duplicitous lives. You had businessmen in Mil Milanese sh shirts and suits back to their Audis. You had filthy little creepy choir boys going in there for a little bit of rumpy puppy. You had rugby players, professional wrestlers, prime ministers, foreign delegates. You had professional pinball champions, the full walk of society. Well, next stop, Beckett Park. Now a Skeletor screamed past the old Baptist church. I see out of the corner of my eye, a shadow disappeared down a narrow laneway, and I thought, well, here's trouble. So me and Fuzzburn lock and load our torches. Now, when I say torches, they are literally just shotguns disguised as torches. You know what I mean? We dip the ends in paraffin wax, so they're actually f the ends of our shotguns are flaming as we hunt people down, those who deserve it, of course. We jumped out of Skeletor into the cool early evening. A darkened pedestrian laneway strangely disappearing between some houses. Why is it there? Where does it go? Good questions to an inquiring mind. I see more movement at the end of a long laneway 
as a shadow disappears around another corner. We walked down this long walkway not knowing what was ahead. I felt like a Vietnam Yankee soldier walking into enemy territory. As we neared the end of the laneway and as the sun disappeared behind the west, a coldness snapped into our souls. A darkness descended. Much like the time I saw a moon dog sipping on a five-year-old yogurt while purple, purple rivers ripped his spleen out of his backpack. There was a massive rusting hall. It looked derelict. The door was locked so we got our feet all revved up and kicked it down with one kick and stepped inside into the darkness. And inside, a dark ancient basketball court. It smelled like ancient times, dusty, and the sweat of adolescent boys. Something about this place made me feel absolutely sick. The worst I've felt in my entire life, and that's without exaggeration. We entered the room, and what did we find? Not a soul. We shot some hoops with a flat basketball left on the ground. I dunked on Fuzzburn's head big time. You know what I'm like. Quite cool and athletic in that sense. As we left a few moments later, we heard a noise and noticed a cupboard in the corner. We approached and whipped it open. Fuzzburn shone the torch out to, and to our horror and shock, a sad, weird, out-of-shape, orange-haired, balding man hid in the corner, like a fattened and even more unpleasant Rob Quantock. Sorry, Mr Quantock, but it's true. You're a bloody weirdo. You must know it. He whimpered, Don't hurt me. I didn't do anything. I initially thought he was innocent, until I smelled his fear and looked into his soul. Instantly I knew he was an evil maggot, worthy of severe punishment. Well, we dragged him out of the cupboard as he whimpered like a little girl, a tiny little feminine little girl, begging for mercy, his fear and regret palpable. We threw down in the middle of the creepy, crappy basketball court, circling him like vultures, covered in flesh and holding his soul in the palm of their unpredictable and hostile dirty hands but clean with righteousness. A two-hour interrogation ensued. Then I commenced into a tirade of humiliating insults. It's all about intimidation, you see. I, I would, when you're in that situation, you, I, if you shout at the person, it's really an effective tool. And I was shouting out, You lobster loser! And other insults like, what a wad of losery you are! Don't you know nothing? And then I pulled out my fists out of my jean sockets and I went to town. Not Melbourne, but I mean, exerted a high level of energy.
million fans burning. Then we dragged him under the ring as we turned on the, my ghetto blaster. I started dunking on his head with medicine balls. As we were leaving, the injured rat made his way for the back exit. Me and Fuzzburn just chucked Molotov cocktails all over our shoulders. Cop that, cop bait. Down Whitehorse Road, just before Whitehorse Crescent. Here's another thing that happened, I'll tell you about it. Another dodgy orange-haired middle-aged weirdo disappeared, this time up a staircase. I don't usually have a thing against redheads, but this was getting worrying, you know what I mean? I mean, we jumped out and up a pathetic office with this scrawny weirdo guy in bad clothes, trying to explain that it was his business. All around was a bare room with just a table and hundreds of business cards, IDs and a dim lamp. I looked at some of the cards and saw weird stuff like Three Colours 2 and Carl of Caviar. I looked into his eyes and he was screaming in guilt. He, he claimed that he'd been with the British SAS when they stomped the Libyan army or whatever, you know. I just started shooting at his feet and made him do star jumps. Fitness first, right? We then launched him into, like, into him like Lee Harvey's capture by hunky agents. Here's how it went down. As we left that office, Fuzzer and I decided to make the office a radio station. A fat pirate radio station. I quickly set up a transmitter, miking up a microphone and just playing loops of me doing burnouts in Skeletor, dispersed with the faint cries of Jankle from the underworld. Jingle jangle 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 As we got back into Skeletor, I went into a mayday for UV ray. Apparently he needed some backup as he was going to pay a visit to the Jade Horse Gang in the Loose Lizard Emperor House near Station Street. You know the one. I accelerated big time. <laughs> I was keen to repress and here was my opportunity to get some brownie points. Big poo brown points in white pants. Sticky bottom goo fart pants. At Box Hill at night could be mistaken for downtown Tokyo, Hong Kong or Richard Simmons straight gendered nightmare. In the last couple of years, Asian restaurants and opium dents have popped up like exotic mushrooms appearing on the forehead of delicious cyclops. 
I got in the mindset of Charlie Sheen in Red Rain. I put on sunglasses and, and an attitude of violent resentment. My commando rolled out of commando and went on foot. As we passed the neon Asian signs, steamy street vents, guys on bikes, wet men in trench coats, I thought I was on the set of Bacon Runner where a cop took our aliens. Well, the streets of Box Hill had changed and I swear to God that I could see guys crapping in alleyways. Not Albanian cops, but just sort of police cops. I could see more chopsticks than bloody handguns and what looked like triads selling boxes of eggs to old women. The laneways were transformed into training routes, silk roads, so to speak, behind Station Street. As I became lost in a maze of foreign madness and foreign foolishness, I turned around and became scared. Fuzzbird must have been distracted by some harlot of, triad, of a triad dope pusher. I just started doing random roundhouses. People just stared at me as a 40 year old with sunglasses and tough guy, slick back mullet was just kicking and smashing those Chinese lanterns. I then continued into an Asian China shop and Balsawood shop. Once you get on a panicked kicking and punching roundhouse rage, you just have to see it through, you know, you've got to travel through to the other side. My fear of this different world returned and transformed into a sincere rampage, as I thought of it, all of it. a good-hearted rampage, as I trashed shop after shop. Even the street sellers weren't safe. And then I entered a state of grace where I could feel the love and a light of peace throwing, flowing from my heart along my chest, down my shoulder and arms to my fist with each punch. As I landed each punch, I could feel a beam of love going out to the punchy. I was winding down from the smashing rage. Food, balsa, Lanterns covered my body as all of a sudden the brick laneway emptied and another group appeared. At first I refused to believe what I was seeing with my very own eyes. Then my fear sweat dripped down my bloodshot eyeballs. It was the infamous and rare Jade Horse Gang. I started apologising then the leader of the Jade Horse Gang, who they called Troutface, stepped forward. You are a salty distractor. You will pay for this. I responded, that's what you think, you junk rider. And the leader shot back, you white devil. You think you can get away with funny violence. That's my game, you shit. Well, I just laughed and I said, I'm going to punch that face you Asian. Suddenly words were drawn and at that point I realised I was a dead man. All of a sudden UV ray appeared with an industrial dandenong stink bomb, throwing it down right in front of the Jade horse gang. He then threw a gas mask over my head as the Jade, gang, the Jade horse gang collapsed under the weight of the nasal stripping stench. As we jumped over the crumpled writhing bodies, I squatted and did a huge 
dumpy poo, just to add to the horrifying sea of deathly anger vapour, creating a whole bunch of hell on earth. The Jade Horsey Gang of Gays will never forget this run on the skating scepter. You horse gang, I said to them. You Farnsworth. Fiddlers. We'd done it. We'd used our vigilantism and protection services to make Box Hill a better place. Who says numbskulls can't be in charge? Well, to end this massive night, me and the boys celebrated by breaking into Smorgies, then Barnacle Bill, and then went to town on Chow. Enough said. Peace and violence. A marriage made in Devon. Wiping scum off the streets. Goodbye government funds wasted on scum. Mongolian beer on rice, please, Mr Keating.